0: Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give
1: up, eh, hey,
0: look up.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Looking Up, this is live, and you're joining Danny, Shell, and Sharissa for our program today. How are you, Pastor Danny?
2: I'm praising the Lord, my friend, and looking up.
1: (laughs) That's what we like to hear. That's why I ask you that every week. (laughs) Because it keeps us reminded that there is someone to look to. Indeed, indeed. Yes, and uh, we're so glad that everybody is joining us today. And uh, we just want to remind you of a couple of things. I'll I'll, I'll get to um, you again in just a moment so you can share with us what we're going to be studying in our Bible study today. But I just want to remind all of our listeners that you can uh, go to the Faith FM website, which is a wonderful resource to go to but you can also get the Faith FM app and you can go to the Looking Up program there and you can see all the previous episodes of this program there as podcasts so you can listen to your heart's content and catch up on anything you have missed at the moment we've been trekking through an incredible study we're in Revelation chapter 14 we've been talking about the three angels messages what are we talking about today where are we up to in that journey
2: okay thank you for asking we are at the end of the first angel's message today so today we're going to be taking a look at uh, the phrase worship him who made heaven and earth the sea and the springs of water so that's um how the first angel's message concludes and we're going to be taking a look at the significance of that statement and how that impacts us um in particular those who are living right on the brink of Jesus' second coming.
1: So important, uh, talking about the kingdom of God and Mm. all that it pertains to. So really excited, and we hope that you stick around for that study. We also have, um, we want to talk about current events in life. Oh,
2: there's so much.
1: (laughs) So much to talk about. We never have a shortage there of things to talk about. So we will also spend a few moments uh, discussing that. I just want to share that um, we had a wonderful weekend at uh, Hamilton in, in the Newcastle area, we had Robbie Bergen... <laughs> from Faith FM, he from is the like, Faith Experiment.
2: He's the 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 one who's in charge of Faith FM, is that right? That's
1: right, I think so. Something like Something that. Something like that. Co- Shell didn't correct us, so it must be true. He,
2: <laughs> manager, I think he manages the Faith FM. He does. Ministry, yes. Yeah,
1: it was wonderful and so exciting, you oh. know, to put faces to voices. Oh, wow. And uh yeah, we are looking forward to discussing more of the things that we talk about on this program and so uh, yes if you want to contact us at any point throughout this live program please don't hesitate grab your phone call us text us the number is 0491 064 we're going to hear a beautiful song right now by Maria Todd it's called Psalm 51 beautiful Psalm and after we have heard that song we will continue with more thoughts about what's happening today
3: Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. In your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Have mercy on me, O God. I know I have sinned again. weekends.
1: What a beautiful psalm. Brought to us by Maria Todd. You're listening to Looking Up. We're live right now and we want to talk about current events in light of what the Bible says. And a reminder if you have any comments, any questions, even, please don't hesitate to call us 0491 064 Even just text us those comments or questions. We'd love to hear from you. Well, you know, Danny, signs of the times are happening all around us. In fact, even at the petrol pump.
4: <laughs> I, uh,
1: we filled up yesterday, my husband and I and yeah, it was a record price we paid there at the petrol pump. One hundred and twenty-two dollars to fill up our car. Yikes! First time for
4: 122
1: us. One hundred and twenty-two dollars. One hundred and twenty-two. So, yes. What would you like to uh, flag as being been you know noteworthy as we
2: of look to the soon coming of Jesus? Indeed. Yeah. Let's start off with the most prophetically significant headline.
1: Yeah.
2: Ash Barty has retired <laughs> from tennis. <laughs> No, that, that's not... Please, explain. <laughs> um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see the prophetic significance of that. No, no, that's um, we just started off with that light, light-hearted light moment and, um, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. You brought it to my attention. I had no idea. So it must have been very, very recent that that came out. Because just like, today, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I checked my news this morning and there was yeah. nothing on that. So anyway, I'm sure there are a lot of tennis fans out there. I'm a... I'm a I love playing tennis. Um, I'm right into playing tennis. So yeah, it's quite a surprise, but we wish her all the best. Um, you know, there's life beyond tennis, and so yeah, we don't know what her what her future pursuits are necessarily. I certainly don't know. I haven't heard or read anything. You just told me about that. So, but look, ultimately, um, uh, you know, the tennis court is important socially and for some professionally, but. I don't know about you, Sharissa. Well, I'm sure about you as well, you could say. I'm interested in being a member of the heavenly court. Amen. The heavenly court and being before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in his throne room, courtroom, you know, that, you know, in yeah, the heavenly courts above. That's yep. where we want to find ourselves.
1: Absolutely. It's the only safe place really.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But on to onto other news. I guess there's there's a number of things. I mean, there was that you know, horrible plane crash in China that I think uh, most of us, if not all of us, have witnessed and nosedived. Mm-hmm. And that was just incredible because it's supposed to be one of the safest planes on the planet. Um, very popular plane and, yeah, it just nosedived and there were no survivors, sadly.
1: That was shocking. I saw the video.
2: Yeah, it's just incredible. It just Planes don't normally fall out of the sky like that,
4: Mm-mm. and
2: um, so yeah, I guess there'll be an investigation. But it, it really did—it really did highlight for me that we can't put our faith and trust in anything. And no matter no matter how safe the plane is um, purported to be, we can't put our we can't put our complete faith and trust in anything that yeah. is of any human you know invention. We just can't.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, when back in the days when we used to do a lot of flying. <laughs> Before the world shut Back down and now days. it's opening again, praise yeah. God. But uh, yeah, flying's always been a very spiritual experience for me. I spend most of the trip fly, <laughs> praying for my. So you're not, you're not
2: a king, you're not a king. No, um, fly.
1: flying's for birds. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just a reminder this world is, you know, life is fragile and you only have. One life to live and, you know, you really want to make the best choices and use your life um, for the best purposes possible. I think, you know, just the other week, Shane won.
4: Yeah. You
1: know, gone, went overseas. Was he in Indonesia? I think it was. And then, yeah, had that health crisis come out of nowhere and that was the end, you know.
2: Apparently, he didn't really have any underlying health conditions from what I've heard. He was um, only young. 55, just a few years older than me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so... You know, life life can just take an unexpected turn at any time. That's right. And so that's why we've got to continually be looking up and uh, looking to the Lord and find our safety and security in Him, in Him alone. And Amen. so if we are with Christ, no matter what happens, when it happens, uh, we don't need to fear. We don't need to be afraid. We can have that peace that passes all understanding. And, uh, you know, whenever Jesus found himself in in a predicament, um you know, just a sudden storm or whatever it was, he didn't panic. He, mm. wasn't, he wasn't afraid. He had great peace because he knew he was in his father's arms. Amen. And nothing would come his way that the father would not allow. And so we can have that same peace and that same assurance and that same joy.
1: Mm. Mm. Powerful. Well, uh, last week when we were on the program, we prayed for, you know, the devastation, what's happening in Ukraine. Yes, we did. Do you have any updates you want to share on, on that?
2: Um, no, not really. I haven't, um, I haven't spoken to, or I haven't been in, in contact with some of the folk, um, that I know there. Yes. Um, I tried to email several of them and the emails bounce, bounced back. So, um, they've probably, you know, changed emails. This was back in 2016 when I went to Ukraine mm. to run a program. So it's been a few years and people tend to change emails these days. But one of the people, my interpreter, actually, my interpreter, she got back to me and she said, you know, she's, she's on the far Western side and they're, they're making they're spending a lot of time and a lot of resources on providing for refugees because as as we have heard on the news it's not just you know refugees that are heading across the border Mm -hmm. um, across those various borders east and west but also there are many that are displaced within Ukraine itself and I understand um, based on the rough estimates that we can gather that in up to ten million people have wow. been displaced wow. either externally or internally, and so she told me that um, there were there were many who were coming from all over Ukraine and they were providing you know food and, and housing and accommodation there. You know within their churches and homes and so forth, so it's a huge effort. Can you imagine? Like, that's a quarter of the country, it's incredible. Imagine, imagine a quarter of Australia uh, got displaced.
1: It's a huge humanitarian crisis, yeah, absolutely. really. Absolutely, yeah. I can't imagine what it's like yeah. for all so these people. Do you people. have something there? Well, I've got something that you know a friend of mine alerted me to an answer to prayer. Oh, wow. I just thought I'd share it with you. The headline said, um, the title of the message Russian missile falls in the yard of an Adventist church. Wow,
2: in the yard,
1: yeah. Last Tuesday, March 8th, uh, Russia. Missile about eight meters long struck the courtyard of the Adventist church in I can't say this, but Nikoliev, anyway, yeah. a place in Ukraine. Place in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the quote With God's help and protection, it didn't explode, wow. but it was buried half in the ground. Adger and Hope Channel say at that time there were people in the church basement hiding from the bombing. Um, the quote continues they prayed and God answered immediately they added if the missile had exploded there would have been nothing left of the church wow. the Lord continues to protect his children throughout Ukraine affected by armed conflict and so they call us keep praying so that's really encouraging praise I the Lord. know like
2: praise the Lord. we
1: don't understand why that one doesn't go off and others do and but others just do, yeah. you know little things like that God deserves yeah. the glory and the praise
2: we yeah, that's exactly right look um, if God if God would prevent every bomb from going off every bullet from finding. Its Mark, if God would prevent all of that, um, well, then, you know, we wouldn't have sin, (laughs) you know, running rampant here on this earth. We wouldn't have freedom
1: of choice. That's
2: right. We wouldn't have freedom of choice as well. And so unfortunately, yeah, we don't understand all the ins and outs and why, you know, sometimes we come out without a scratch um, and another person who doesn't get involved in such a heavy accident but they lose their lives. And so we don't understand all these things we will one day, amen. One day, all things will be revealed. But until then, we can, you know, we cannot understand, but we can trust in God. That's right. We can put our faith and trust in Him. Now, another interesting thing while we're while we're on Ukraine is that, and uh, you shared this with me, and I remember hearing whispers uh, this was in the pipeline, but it's actually taken place that the Ukrainian president, President Zelensky, yep. has um, called on the Pope to mediate in conflict with russia that was and, the last uh, 24 hours i think yeah it yeah. was yeah so i'm just looking at a headline here from one of the from one of the news um sites and it's really really interesting it says okay. here ukraine's volodymyr
1: Vol- volodymyr
2: volodymyr <laughs> you you're supposed to know I, how I'm to say this I'm, I'm part of the, I'm, I'm from the balkans um, Zelensky- if you can't say it we've got oh, no, no hope <laughs> uh, um, He's got a really interesting first name. Zelensky, that's a bit easier, said he had (laughs) held a telephone call with the Pope and that he had told His Holiness about the difficult humanitarian situation and the blocking of rescue corridors by the Russian troops. That's kind of the the subtitle there. I don't know if you've got anything else to well, add.
1: Yeah, I'm just reading here, I've got a quote. It was he must have said this in one of his video addresses, for which he's become famous for, you know, for inspiring yeah, a nation indeed, right now. Indeed. But he said, um he thanked his holiness for I thank his Hol- I thanked his holiness for his clear and strong position against the war and for his prayers for Ukraine. I invited him to visit our country at this crucial time. I believe that he will be able to organize this important visit, which will definitely support each of us, each of the Ukrainians. Amazing.
2: Mm, It's interesting. And what's interesting is um, the Russian Orthodox patriarch, Ah, like the highest, highest religious official in the Russian Orthodox Church. Um, He and Francis, Pope Francis, um, earlier this month held talks. On Ukraine and urge negotiations to continue to reach a just peace. Mm. So it's interesting um, that these discussions are taking place. And we've talked about this in the past, but we'll talk about this some more in the future. But uh, the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel speaks of the Roman papacy at the end of time being a negotiator for peace. Mm. It says, wow, the, 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 the papacy will be at the center of world peace at the end of time. And so you combine that with first, with first Thessalonians chapter five and verse three, where it says, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction destruction comes upon them like labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. So, at the end of time, there's going to be the cry for peace and safety and the one that's going to come to the head of the table in order to seek to to bring about peace and safety that the world will look to, that the world leaders will look to, will be none other than Pope Francis, well, not Pope Francis, but but the, the, the Church of Rome and obviously the Church of Rome headed by the, by the pontiff, mm. you know, by, by whoever the Pope is at the time. So it, it's also interesting that it says... And I'm sort of going off the top of my head. I think it's Daniel 8, 25. I think it says, Yeah, that through, that's it. Through, I just peace, looked it up. <laughs> through peace, he will destroy many. And so uh, this is really, really fascinating language. Yeah. So basically, through, through offering the world peace, it's going to look great on the outside, just like that tree, just like that fruit that Eve was told not to eat, that Adam and Eve were told not to eat from the garden, just like that fruit looked good to eat on the outside, but it brought about death so sadly... Um, if I have to go with the scriptures and I have to go with the scriptures, the Bible says that, that the Church of Rome's um, leadership in the area of peace will sadly lead in, in, in a horrible direction ultimately where those who do not go with the narrative, the worship narrative that will be rolled out around the world will suffer persecution. Mm. So there will be peace and persecution.
1: I guess you could say that, you know, but that's
2: that's like heading like in the end time, but it does talk yeah. about yeah.
1: Amazing. And you know, we can look for peace in all kinds of places. We can look for peace by trying to drown out our sorrows with, you know, people do all the time with substances mm. and all that kind of thing. But really, the Bible tells us that the only place where we can find peace is in the prince of that's peace, right. who is that's Jesus. Right. And so yeah, uh, very fascinating times as well.
2: And just to add to that, if I could, Sharissa, that um, this coming Friday, yes, um, there is special prayer. The day has been dedicated by the Church of Rome um, and in coordination with all the other Catholic churches, uh, might be around the world, but certainly around Europe, um, a day of praying for peace for Russia and Ukraine. And that's this coming Friday, so um, so, so that's so that's really really interesting, and um, yeah, so these are some of the things that are out there. Um, it says here this was the headline. This was from the Vatican News. Um, Pope invites bishops to join him in consecration of Russia and Ukraine. So Pope Francis, <laughs> excuse me, is saying that we need to pray, and guess who they're praying to? They'll be praying to Mary (laughs) in particular, um, asking that, you know, Mary consecrate Russia and Ukraine um, and that peace may eventually, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Mm. be pronounced by the Pope on the afternoon of Friday, 25th of March. So fascinating stuff going on. You know, We can go into a lot more. Oh, um, yeah. you know, those, those prophetic tentacles yes. go further, but that's probably enough for today. But we will look at the whole idea of yeah, spiritualism and how that impacts Bible prophecy.
1: Fantastic. Well, we've run out of time. Time goes so quickly. But the program continues after this song and we have uh, the news and then we will continue then with um, more relevant topics. So stay tuned.
0: Do you remember that painful day when you made your choice and decided to walk away from the plans I made? Great walls came in between you and me and that bond between us became just a memory. Just a memory. But I've got a dream to make things right again, and I'll pay the price, even unto death. I'm gonna die for you. I'm gonna give. Night Is there some way that this cup might pass me by? Could it pass me by? My soul is weary from all the grief. I feel the weight of the world bearing down on me. Bearing down on me. But you're still a dream inside this heart of mine. You're the one I love, so I pay the
2: Everyone, we're the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson, and you can join us every morning on The Breakfast Show. We cover news that matters and do our encounter with God. We also have an intense quiz, great giveaways, awe-inspiring music, and best of all,
5: you can have your say and be a part of the Brekkie family.
2: We're live across Australia, so check your Faith FM program for your local airtime.
5: You're listening to Faith FM. Positively Different Radio.
0: You are Talia.
5: And you are Blake.
0: And we have a new show called Speak Life.
5: Where we speak life into every situation.
0: Where we get positive and stay positive. And
5: what could be more positively different than that?
0: So, join us live every Thursday, Arvo. Arvo? Okay, okay, okay. Join us live every Thursday afternoon on Faith FM.
1: You are listening to Looking Up, and we just want to let you know that today, connected with this program, we have a prize giveaway for the first five people to call or text us with today's code word. We will release the code word a little bit later, but the book is something that you should be really hoping and working to get. It's called Life Without Limits. Powerful truths for your journey to hope and meaning, and it's written by Clifford Goldstein. Mm. So yeah, the, just a little He's
2: bit. A really of a really great author. Oh,
1: excellent author. And he says, "How would you live differently if you knew that there was go- there was more to life than what you were seeing? Something wonderful was awaiting you on the road of life." Uh, great questions, and certainly you will want to get your hand on the book to see the answers that mm. he draws upon. The number that you want to keep handy so that you can be ready when we give you the code word is zero four nine one zero six. And a reminder, this is just for the first five people who get in. Before we go back to some more headlines, um, Pastor Danny and I were chatting in the break and you suggested that I make mm. a little announcement. Oh,
2: you need to tell our listeners.
1: I just was telling him we've got some really exciting news happening in Hamilton, in the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Hamilton, on the corner of Steel Street and Lindsay Street this Saturday at 11 a.m. There's some a beautiful family that are going to... well. Two parents being baptized and some other wonderful things happening that mm. you need to be there to, to oh. see. But uh, if they're listening, I know that, Kathy, you might be listening, so shout-out to you. But, yeah, if you've never seen a baptism before, uh, please. A
2: Bible-based a baptism.
1: Bible-based baptism. You need to come and check one out in the Newcastle area this Saturday. It's going to be a wonderful program.
2: And it's going to be exciting. So, folk, I... Would also like to say, yet there, if you can. Is there going to be food? Because normally after baptisms, well, we have we have. Lots I'm not sure if lugs. there's
1: food, so I don't want to say that on air. <laughs> but there'll be lots of spiritual food. There'll be tons of
2: spirit. Yeah, no, It's going to be. And exciting. You'll be blessed. Charissa yeah. has given me some insights as to what's going to be taking place, and it's just so exciting. So Praise the Lord! You want to be there. All these exciting things happen at your church, Charissa. Amazing and yours. Yes, a few things. And yeah. if,
1: if we had everybody else here, they'd all be excited. So we'll, so <laughs> we, we'll ex- exactly. <laughs> we just happen to be sitting here. Exactly,
2: we just happen to be here telling the exciting things that are happening in our part of the world. Yes. Amen.
1: Well, what else do we have to share with our listeners? All
2: right. Um, well, firstly. We want to share regarding uh, what's sort of taking place here. Well, across the ditch, um, you mentioned um, the mandates. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand are pulling back on mandates, which I'm I'm very excited about because I know the impact the, the mandates have had on individuals. I've got people within my own church that yes. have been negatively affected and impacted by the mandates. And so, yeah, New Zealand apparently uh, are rolling them back. What? What, what does it say?
1: Uh, the article I have here says the headline, New Zealand overhauls its COVID-19 restrictions. Jacinda Ardern announces vaccine passes and mandates will end. Um, in almost all industries, I think the only ones that are missing it is the health and aged care mm. and border workforce okay. workers. Okay. But, yeah, they're removing <coughs> all their uh, mandates in so all the teachers teachers
2: over there will be able to go back to the classroom. I so, yeah. Praise the Lord for that. Yes, well, we're praying for that for Australia. We're praying that Australia will follow suit and a number of nations are starting to roll back uh, the mandates and allowing individuals who, for conscience sake, have chosen not to be vaccinated to be able to go back to their occupations, you mm-hmm. know, um, ministries that they are involved in, teaching, um, whatever the case may be, nursing, um, any, any profession, That's You know, right. any profession or any work. So we praise the Lord for that. Um, also, just wanted to share um, regarding just here in Australia, we have um, we have Mark Latham, who is a New South Wales government MP, and he has put forward uh, a bill, and I, I really support this bill. Um, it's the uh, Education Legislation Amendment parental rights bill 2020 mm. that in a nutshell, um, gives, uh, gives authority for parents to decide what their children will be exposed to, um, when it comes to sex education at school. Yeah. And, um, just this, this just came out on March 22. So I don't know what the date is today. What's the date today? Somewhere around March 22, 23. Okay, <laughs> okay. So this was yesterday Yeah, and this was, um, this is what I, I read, government, New South Wales government rejects parental rights bill. The New South Wales government's decision to withhold support for Mark Latham's education legislation amendment, parental rights bill 2020, leaves parents on the outer when it comes to deciding the suitability of material taught to their children. And um, even though there were, you know, over 5,000 signatures that were received in an e-petition regarding this parental rights bill, unfortunately Mark Latham... Um, he's not completely distraught in that, you know, he's he's looking to go back to the drawing board <laughs> to, you know, fine-tune it. But um, the bill, for those who may not be familiar with it, was designed to ensure parents and not the state are responsible for inst- instilling core values, morals and ethics into their children. And so... This would be a bill here in New South Wales to enable parents uh, based on their religious yep. um, and ethical convictions to make decisions for their children. Now, this is a, a really important issue because this really goes to it goes to what the Bible says that the state of the world will be before Jesus comes. It talks about the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And the days of Lot... Um, Violence and sexual immorality um, and the lack of morality were pervasive mm. through throughout that, you know, throughout that city and throughout those cities of the plain that God sadly had to destroy by fire. And in Noah's time we, we know that there were none apart from Noah and his family that were interested in following, you know, the the principles of God and his government. You know, yeah. which is designed for for our good and designed for a healthy and a happy and a prosperous society. So we're living in that time now where the family is is being. We've talked about this at length in the past, where where the where those family values that are the bedrock mm-hmm. for a society, for a healthy society, as goes the family, so goes society. They are being dismantled, and so now we're at a point where parents are potentially no longer. Um, the, the final authority when it comes to what their children are exposed to when it comes to their education, when it comes to the issue of especially, you know, sexual education and, and a number of the things that will be taught. So this is a really, really troubling, um, yeah, really troubling, it's just where things are at. Mm-hmm. Um, the government's looking to roll out um, what it, uh, this consent um, training in schools now it sort of seems it seems a little bit um, it seems harmless until you start reading the finer detail, and this is going to be uh, a national, uh, you know, a national rollout. So it's going to impact you know the curriculum, the education curriculum throughout all of Australia. And it's interesting if I just want to read um, just just a little on this <coughs> from a headline from someone that's sort of following this by Wendy Francis, and she writes this. She says, parents need to say um, need to say no to, to consent training in schools. And then she goes ahead and gives her, she says, the announcement that consent education will be mandatory from 2023 mm. for all Australian school children from kindergarten to year 10 has concerned parents demanding to be consulted ahead of the state education minister's discussion in April next month when it is proposed for the new curriculum to be finalised. Commenting on the decision for mandatory new consent education, National Director of Politics for the Australian Christian Lobby, Wendy Francis said, now this is really important what she says. She says, The state does not own our children and should not assume a position whereby they can dictate what is taught from kindergarten age regarding gender and sexuality. It is a parent's duty to protect their children's rights until they are old enough to make their own way in the world. Of course, parents and guardians desire their children to be safe and for their innocence to be protected. For this reason, they must have input on what consent education will be taught to their small children. So this is is really troubling, and it's interesting when you take a look at... um, what some of the comments are? Uh, Martin Isles, mm-hmm. who is um, you know probably well known to many of our listeners, he put out, um, I guess, uh, a video podcast as he does, you know, the truth of it, and he he discussed this matter and the implications of this consent bill. Which, like I said, on the surface, it seems it seems even ver- it seems even very positive, you know, teaching yeah. children, you know, how to give consent, how to not give consent, and so on and so forth, but. But when you go a little bit deeper, it, it's 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 not very good at all. And um and it's interesting that it's called the mandatory consent training. Are we familiar with the term mandatory?
1: We hear that
4: a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mandatory consent. So anyway, these things are telling us that um yeah we we are living in we're living in totally different times. And I just want to read to you one comment if I can quickly uh, find it here. A really interesting comment. Um, from someone that's obviously, you know, a senior citizen. And this is what they said took place in their public school. Check this out, Shori. So this is what took place in the public school system back in their day. All right. Uh, this is from Moira Harvey, and she's just written this um, as a comment below the video that Martin Isles, uh, Martin Isles has posted. And, and, and she writes, um, I may be old, but I vividly remember my first years of school. A public school. Every morning in assembly, we would sing the national anthem and pray the Lord's Prayer before the headmaster addressed us. This is in a public school. Every lunchtime, we assembled before eating and sang grace. In a public school. Wow. (laughs) Many, if not all, teachers were Christians or at least modelled Christian values. Those first years shaped the sense of belonging and purpose, supporting the values of our parents. Those teachers were salt and light for many children and families, Mm. uh, writes Moira. And so we can clearly see how how, how society and our education system has completely changed from, from when Moira says, you know, they prayed, you know, they prayed the Lord's Prayer at the beginning of the day and before they ate their lunch, they sang, you know, grace together in a public school.
1: I didn't know they did that.
2: (laughs) Neither did I. So so it's interesting where we have got to right now. And this will be rolled out, this this mandatory consent um, education program will be rolled out throughout all the schools. So this is not just specific to public schools. This is all the schools, private, public, it matters not, If you are under the directive of the education sort of department, you know, under the umbrella of our, so this
1: is already passed.
2: No, it's It's going going to to go to debate. It's going to go to debate and discussion. According to according to what I've read, in April next month, they're planning on passing it through (laughs) so that it's ready to begin next year, twenty twenty three. Wow. So the children will be exposed to everything that's in the space of sexuality and, um, and gender diversity, just, just the whole gamut. Mm. Uh, there'll be role plays. There'll be all sorts of stuff going on from kindergarten age. Mm. Can you imagine five-year-olds being exposed to this? And so a lot of the comments were, it's time to homeschool. Yeah. And so a lot of people are now moving into homeschool. Because of this, they don't want their children exposed yeah. um, to to some of these things, especially at an early age. So, yeah, we're living in a time when Jesus is about to return. This is this is telling us that this is a sh- huge prophetic huge. sign. Huge. Huge with a capital H U G E.
1: Yeah, the the fabric of society is changing as you know the the these things are on the table. Can't believe that we're even talking about them, but amazing times.
2: I, I cannot believe if, if you would have said to me that my kids would be like my kids are now, like twenty five and twenty two, if you would have shared with me that my children would be going to a school where this was even discussed as a possibility, I would have had a heart attack.
1: It's a good thing that it wasn't Praise the
2: Lord, praise the Lord. This was not in my wildest dreams. But anyway, this is where we are. So, yeah, we've got to keep this in prayer. We've got to pray for our political leaders because they are the ones making these laws. So we've got to pray for them. We really, really need to pray for them, Charissa, if ever there was a time that God will give them wisdom.
1: Amen. Well, you know, um, we are going to get into our Bible study, I guess, in the next segment because we've run out of time. But uh, is there anything else you wanted to add before we... Yeah, before we. No, look, I think off. I
2: think we need to keep in prayer the those affected by the floods. You know, up north, um, down south. You know, we've been blessed where we are. We've kind of escaped uh, the worst of it in, in our part of the world where we live here in the Hunter and Newcastle and so forth. But we need to keep them in prayer. The news cycle has moved on, as as is the case. The news cycle tends to move on after a few days or a couple of weeks. Um, and the people don't move on. So we need to be praying for them because the place up north and especially up north, you know, that Northern Rivers region, it's devastated. It's devastated. So we need to keep them in prayer. So, folk, if there's anyone listening from there, we're keeping you in prayer.
1: Absolutely. Well, don't go anywhere. We are having a beautiful song right now from Chris Rice. Hallelujah, what a saviour. I love that hymn. Amen, beautiful. And after that, we will continue our Bible study, getting into more of what God's Word says.
6: sorrows. What a name for the Son of God who came. Ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Bearing shame Scoffing rude In my place Condemned He stood Sealed my pardon With His blood Hallelujah 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 What a say. Godless Lamb of God was he, full of atonement. Can it be? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Salted high.
1: If you're just joining us, and if you're still with us, this is looking up. We're about to begin our Bible study here on the program. Mm, yes, but we are. Before we do, a reminder that the first five people to call or connect with us in today's program will receive today's prize giveaway: Life Without Limits, powerful truths for your journey to hope and meaning. We will be giving out the code word so you can race for the phone number. In fact, do you have the code word yet?
2: Yes, I do. Oh, all
1: right. Here we go. It's a Let's four do it. Four-letter
2: word: R E S T. Rest.
1: Rest is the code word. And the number to connect with us is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you get this book, if you're one of the first five people, you'll see in this book that you're on a journey that is more meaningful and exciting than you have ever imagined. So I'm really happy for those first five Amen. people. <laughs> Amen. Well, um, I'm excited because we're continuing our Bible study now. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked about so many uh, relevant subjects that are affecting us all, but what else does God want us to talk about today?
2: Well, today, Sharissa, we're going to be continuing on this journey. By taking a look at God's final message of love to the world. That's where we are. We're in the heart of the book of Revelation. We have looked at that in the past, and um, this is the most important message that that has ever been entrusted to humanity to yes. share with the world. So we are blessed, Charissa, you yes. and I, we're blessed to have the opportunity to be able to share this message. And this is the gospel. The gospel wow. in an end-time context. It's three All important messages that... The good
1: news for the end of time. The
2: good news for the end of time. So these three all important messages equal the good news of the gospel. So they come together as one. And it's a bit like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. All three persons of the Godhead equal one God that we serve. And so we have these three messages that bring the world to the point of decision. To make a decision either for or against the kingdom of God and the principles of the kingdom of God, and to be residents and citizens of His kingdom.
1: Amen. All right, so I'm that's ready. where we are. So, um,
2: so let's um, maybe maybe we can begin with prayer, and then I am going to tell a story. Okay, and uh, and we'll get into it. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Do you want to have a prayer? I for want us? me to
1: pray. All right. Yeah. Lord, we thank you so much that we can study the Bible together. And as we do, we invite your Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts, to open to us the wonderful things from your word. And we pray for our listeners too as we all join together on this journey. May Jesus be glorified, we pray in his name. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, I've entitled this, um, this particular message, Lest We Forget.
1: So oh, I recognise those words. Oh, you
2: recognise yeah. those words. I think, um, yeah, all Australians and all New Zealanders ought to recognise those words, lest we forget. When do we, in particular, make note of those words? On what uh, day?
1: Anzac Day.
2: Anzac Day. Remembrance which is, Day. Yeah, Remembrance Day. Yeah, April twenty-five Anzac Day. What's what's so significant about April twenty-five? Why April twenty-five? Gallipoli. Gallipoli, indeed. Yes, that's when. Um, that's when the Australian, New Zealand, and um, and other um, army corps. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. The New Zealand and Australian army corps, and you know there were New Zealand Australians and others who who landed on Gallipoli mm. in the very early hours. In it was still dark when they landed um, at Gallipoli or Anzac Cove, as it is also now known. Now I had the opportunity. Um, had the opportunity several years ago, actually back in 2019, um, to go to Turkey and to go wow. to Anzac Cove
1: Wow! with
2: a bunch of other ministers. And that was a really special time um, to go there to this significant place where many Australians and New Zealanders have been and many aspire to go to. So I never thought I'd ever go there, but we happened to be there um not too far away on this tour that i was part of this bible Lands tour uh study tour and so yeah we were there and uh, and i remember looking out at um you know at this place and it was cool it was kind of in february and it was still very cold um uh, but it was a sunny sunny afternoon and there were you know there were the memorials there um Graves, I guess, of, of many of the soldiers and where they have been buried. And, and I thought about, you know, the incredible sacrifice that, you know, our fellow Australians have made, obviously the ultimate sacrifice, you know, to give your life mm. for what they believed was to, you know, fight uh, so that, you know, their fellow Australians, their families and friends back home and, and the entire nation could, could live in a land of peace. And safety and continue to enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy so yeah that was that was an interesting experience and um yeah i i i went to um a place there which is i guess like a shrine of remembrance you know we've got yep. we've got the shrine of remembrance you know lest we forget we even call it in victoria in melbourne mm. there's the shrine of remembrance there in, in the middle of town um, that I've been to in uh, in Canberra. I'm not sure if you've been to the. Wall, we went to the War Memorial. Uh, you've been yeah. to the Australian War. Do you know what I, I discovered? That's one of the most visited places in Australia.
4: Is that yeah, so? Yeah, every
2: year, every year more Australians visit the War Memorial than almost any other landmark mm. in Australia. So it's very, very popular, and um, obviously we're not here. You know, we're not here promoting war. We're, you know, not at all. There, there are wars going on all around us at the moment. Um, in particular, obviously the one in Ukraine that we spoke of earlier. There is nothing worse than war. War, war is. I guess, I guess it's the it's the it's the worst evil.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: The worst evil, and we know who is the one who inspires war. Yep. It's certainly not God. No. Um, it's the one whose name is, you know, evil with a capital D, as I say. You know, he, <laughs> yeah, he's the one that inspires war. He's the one that... He started
1: the he war started, in heaven.
2: Exactly, and he's continued it down here on this earth. So he loves war. But, um, mm. yeah, it was interesting to go there and um, t- and to see, you know, to see those foxholes. Mm. Have you heard of the foxholes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Um, so there were these uh, foxholes that we went to, and I was able to go inside one of the foxholes. You know, the, it's like a it's like an outdoor museum, mm. and um, and just to sort of go in there and just walk and just meditate. We didn't have a lot of time there; only had a few hours at Gallipoli. But just to think of what it was like, the conditions that these men um, had to you know had to had to undergo, you know, during those I think about eight or nine months while they were down while they were there before they you know. All had to bail out. Yep. Um, some interesting, some interesting tombstones. I should say, yeah, yeah. Some we, with some interesting um, language. Here was um, this um, soldier. His name was Gabbett. Mm-hmm. He was only aged nineteen um, when he died. And underneath was "Lest we forget." Uh, there are a number of um, a number of uh, scriptures as well that were shared. Um, here is one. Um, I have fought a good fight, I have kept the faith. Mm. And that's what the Apostle Paul said at the end of his life. Yeah. Um, and here was another one, you know, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and and so on and so forth. Um, I like this one. There was another one here, greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his friends. Mm. So I saw all these and it and it reminded me of, of another time in Scripture where, where God said, remember, you know, lest we forget, remember, and the significance of why God asked to asked us to remember. So that's what we want to take a look at today, oh, lest we forget. I'm
1: really glad you do this because I think if God says that we should remember something, it's pretty important if the Creator tells you to remember it.
4: Absolutely.
2: You don't want to forget it. No, and for Australians, um, and, and probably New Zealanders, I've, I've lived in New Zealand, so... Apart from Australia, New Zealand's the next best country, so <laughs> I'd have to say. I've spent six years there, great people, beautiful people. Um, and, you know, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to what's significant yep. um, in Australia and New Zealand, Anzac Day would probably be the most significant day mm. in the Australian calendar, you know, for those reasons that we've already stated. And so what we're going to look at is an extremely significant um, uh, item, in God's Word, and it's right there in the first angel's message. Is it? It is indeed. Oh, okay. So if you'd like to read for us right. Revelation 14 and maybe read verse 6 and 7, so we'll pick up. We've been
1: reading this every yes, week, we so have. we haven't plumbed the depths of it yet. No, we haven't. We're so okay. if,
2: if folk have got Bibles, if, you've, if you're not on the road driving um, and you've got access to a Bible on your phone or 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 a normal Bible. <laughs> so, <laughs> or on paper. <laughs> or on paper. Yes. Um, yeah, Pull it out and you can follow along with us. So, All right. If you want to read Revelation 14, 6 and 7.
1: Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water.
2: Okay, so here we have here we have this first angel's message and at the end of it we have the call, the invitation mm-hmm. to worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Mm. Now that phrase, worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water, where does that come from? Where's the the angel quoting from?
1: It looks like a copy and paste job Mm -hmm. (laughs) from Exodus.
2: It does, yeah, and whereabouts in Exodus? (laughs)
1: In the Ten Commandments, actually, I'm thinking of.
2: Exactly, yes. That literally is, um, you know, clear and direct language coming straight out of the Fourth Commandment in the Ten Commandments. And it's interesting, in the Ten Commandments, you have two commandments that stand out. We've talked about this in the past. Two commandments that stand out from the rest. Yes. They don't begin with thou shalt not. Yes. Instead, they begin with what words?
1: Well, remember and honour.
2: Remember and Mm honour. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and honour your mother and your father. Mm -hmm. So the Sabbath and marriage and the family seem to go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. right there in the very heart of the Ten Commandments. And we're going to discover that that is how God designed them to be because that's where they came from at the beginning of time Mm -hmm. in the Garden of Eden. Powerful. Powerful stuff, powerful stuff. So if you want to read that for us, if you want to read the, the Sabbath commandment, then we're going to sort of talk a little bit about that as we go along. All right. So it's in Revelation, sorry, not Revelation, that 20.
1: Days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it.
2: Wow. So there you go. So you, you talked about the language yeah. Um, that the angel shares. Worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of water. It's right there.
1: For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them.
2: That's it. Yeah. So so the angel this is God's angel with God's final message of love to the world. It's called the everlasting gospel. We've talked about that, the everlasting good news about God and his love and the plan of salvation. And it's a call to the entire world. Yeah. Now, why do we have the words, lest we forget, on on various memorials um, around the country, you know, and war memorials? Why do we have those words, lest we forget?
1: Because we're prone to forget.
2: Exactly. So you think of why God said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy.
1: Because <laughs> he knows, I guess, that we get busy yeah, and we'll be distracted and we'll find lots of things to fill our minds in time. So just remember me.
2: <laughs> Have you had to tell Justin to remember something? Yes. Because you know that he's prone to forget that particular yes. thing, like and, putting out the and, washing? And, I don't know. I don't know well, if that's his problem. like my- taking it
1: in or if, I, if he's going to the shops, I say, oh, can you pick this up on your way home? And he comes home and he hasn't got it.
2: <laughs> and you forgot to text him as a reminder. That's
1: right. It's my fault.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, we're prone to forget. And so God says, remember yep. the Sabbath day. And it's interesting in the commandment, and we just read it, it's a day for not only for you to rest, but for all others to rest who are in your Including household. your animals. Including your animals. Yeah. So this is a day for the entire world to enjoy rest.
1: A day for the planet. Yeah. From the creator of the planet.
2: From the creator of the planet. And this tells us that we we have value above and beyond what we do and who we are, and that is because we are created in God's image.
1: Ah, oh, that's a beautiful thought. You know, at this time, I think it'd be appropriate for all of our listeners to enjoy with us this song. It's called Remember the Sabbath. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. Go, Shell. <laughs> and so Cheryl's enjoy this, this beautiful reminder and song of what we're talking about. song will ever get old remember Uh, the sabbath beautiful song it's
2: part of an album is Um, that's right yeah i think that was the 25th anniversary if i remember correctly of the 3abn yeah the pillars of our faith pillars of our faith that's it Beautiful. Uh, It's worth listening to all those songs. True. Just powerful. And you can get them online. So you can pillars of our faith YouTube. They're all there. There
1: you go. Well, uh, we are. If you're just joining us, if you're still here, this is looking up. We're live from Newcastle, and we're continuing our Bible study. We've just unpacked a copy and paste job in the three angels' messages. (laughs) Uh, We've just uh, realised that the Sabbath is there in that final message that goes to the world.
2: That's right. That's right. It's right there in the heart of the Ten Commandments and you needed to I
1: need to remind everyone of the prize. Sorry. Indeed, um, indeed. First Thank five you, people to call or text us with the code word rest. 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 To the number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We'll receive this wonderful book by Clifford Goldstein, Life Without Limits. Powerful truths for your journey to hope of meaning. I definitely uh, wouldn't hesitate, jump on your phone text or call us with the word rest so that this book can be yours if you're Amen. the first five one of the Amen. first five.
2: Amen yeah, back to the Bible study. All right, back to the Bible study. Um, yes, in the commandment it's interesting that God said he rested on the Sabbath day, he blessed it and he hallowed it and made it holy.
1: Those are like, all things only God can do.
2: That's right, and these three items only took place on the Sabbath day. You know the seventh day, and and that yeah, that alone is only God. It's interesting. I was in Mulumbimbi running a program back in I think 2018, and uh, there's a war memorial there in Mulumbimbi. Mm-hmm. It's got the words, you know, "Lest we forget." But it was an interesting sign that um, was cordoned off, you know, with a with a, with a kind of like a, a chain and, and cordoned off. And the sign read, "Sacred war memorial, please keep off." Mm-hmm. So this war memorial is considered sacred. And people were not to go onto the war memorial, you know, because of, of 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 the importance of respecting this war memorial and what it stands for. And and I think of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is holy. It's sacred. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yet, you know, people just don't think much of it at all, and think that it's an it's a negotiable item. Yeah. Uh, if it fits in within my lifestyle, cool. If not, yeah, no worries. Just like marriage. Marriage is holy. And today, life is sacred. Exactly, life is sacred. So all these things that are holy, the Sabbath, marriage, the Word of God, um, life itself, our body, temples, yep. Satan wants to take that which is holy. That which belongs to God. That which belongs to God. That which is for our blessing and yep. joy, and he wants to destroy that. So everything and anything that is holy that God has set aside as holy, Satan wants to sabotage that and destroy that. Mm. So that's a really important thing to note. So if you see something in the Bible and it says this is holy and it's and it's for, for all people, then you know that the enemy is seeking to attack and destroy that in order to take away from our joy and happiness. So it's interesting that the fourth commandment uh, takes the language from creation. In True. order to establish the reason why we ought to set aside every seventh day from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset, because that's when the day begins. The I biblical was going to ask,
1: where? How do you get that?
2: Yeah, the biblical day begins at evening. So the Bible says in Genesis chapter one, it was evening and morning the first day. It was evening and morning the second day. So we know that we know that the the biblical day. Doesn't begin at midnight. The biblical day begins when the sun sets.
1: Okay. So, so you don't was, need a watch. Yep. So you're saying from sunset on Friday till the sun sets on Saturday, that's sacred time.
2: That's right. That's so that time, time is
1: Sabbath. That's holy, time. Time. holy that's, time. That's
2: that's God's time with us. And we're okay, going to talk about that as okay, we go good. along. So if you want to read where where the commandment, where God, who is the creator of the Sabbath, where he is quoting from. Because it's interesting in Genesis sure. one. If you want to read Genesis 1, uh, the last verse there in verse 31, all the way through to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 3.
1: The Bible says, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth, and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made."
2: It's kind of repetitive language, don't yes, you think?
1: Which he had done, which he had done, which God had created and made and rested. <laughs> Blessed, sanctified,
2: rested. So the Sabbath day is a memorial for what? Creation. For creation. Would there be any atheists today? Would there be any, um, you know, any, anyone believing in evolution? if we as a society, if we as a world community believed in this scripture and followed this. It It would be be
1: impossible to believe there is no God because this clearly points us to the fact that we're not over-advanced fungi hurtling through a cold and meaningless space.
2: (laughs) I like that. That
1: we we are designed by a God who loves us, brought into existence for a reason and a purpose.
2: And it's interesting As you pointed out, yeah, we're here for a purpose because at the end of those six days of creation, after God left the best till last, let's not not fail to...
1: Almost last.
2: (laughs) You left the best till last by creating Eve from that rib.
1: Notice I'm not disagreeing. Yes, I know.
2: (laughs) Isn't that right, Shell? God left the best till last when he created the woman. When he created the woman. And he said it was very good. And I'm sure. Because when
1: Adam saw her, he said, "Whoa, man!" Oh, I, love I love
2: that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Whoa, man! That's why she shall be called. And, uh, <laughs> and so God finished His work. And it's interesting that God sets His memorial to creation in time.
1: Mm. He could have.
2: He could have. Could have put it in stone. Could have put it in stone. He could have put, put it in the mountain. But
1: time comes to all of us.
2: Time comes to all of us. You can't delete time. Mm. And so can't wherever, cancel it. No, you can't cancel. <laughs> no, you can't cancel time at all. And it's interesting that the Sabbath is also the climax of creation. True. Something fascinating um, that Bible scholars have discovered. Um, and you don't need to be a Bible scholar to discover this, you can just be a careful Bible reader and Bible student, and anyone can do that. Yes. But it's interesting that um on day one, two, and three, God forms. And on day four, five, and six, God fills. Yes. For example, you may want to read it, um, yep. how, how that works, Sharissa?
1: So on day one, God formed the light, mm-hmm. and he filled it with lights on sun, day four.
2: Sun, moon, and stars.
1: On yeah. day two, he formed the firmament, the sky and the seas. And on day five, he filled it with um, inhabitants, birds, fish. Exactly. Then on day three... God formed the dry land and vegetation and he filled it on day six with land, animals, and human beings. Can you see that? Yeah,
2: I so, love it. So God forms and then on fills. days one, two, and three, and on days four, five, and six, God fills.
1: Very strategic.
2: Very, very strategic. Then you come to the Sabbath day. Okay, we know there's seven days in the week. So God, say, forms the seventh day, but what does he fill it with?
1: Himself.
2: Himself, his blessing his rest, and his holiness. He fills it with himself.
1: Powerful. Isn't that
2: powerful? I love it. So God left, you could say, the best till very last on the seventh day, which is the climax of creation. So just from looking at Scripture itself, it's the very climax of creation. And, um, and we know that there are two blessings God gave the human race at creation, and that was the Sabbath and before that, on day six, marriage and the family.
5: Yes, And so
2: if you think about these two institutions that God gave, marriage and the family and the Sabbath, you can clearly see how they work together. Happy marriages enjoy happy Sabbath time mm. because the Sabbath is about relationship. Mm-hmm. And time is necessary to build a happy and a healthy relationship. We all know that.
1: Yeah, not just with each other but with God.
2: So That's right.
1: That the Sabbath enables all relationships that God has gifted us with to be strengthened.
2: That's right. And it's it's amazing that we don't have to wait once a year. Like Anzac Day is once a year. True. Christmas Day is once a year. Your birthday is once a year. Um, Sabbaths every week. Sabbaths every week. We get 52 blessings or sometimes 53 um, a year.
1: Yeah. When you think about our lives in totality too, one-seventh of our entire lives, God wants us to spend in that special sacred time, with him
2: yeah and you know what i like to think of the sabbath also as uh it's it's really one one jewish scholar referred to it as a palace in time yes a palace in time or a cathedral in time or a cathedral in time you know i think that's joshua herschel Mm -hmm. um and really wherever you are wherever you whatever your circumstances on the sabbath day we all come before god's throne as his creatures who are loved by him through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, which demonstrated that love. And we're all equal. I love that. We're all equal each and every Sabbath. You're not important. More than me, neither am I. My boss is not more important. We're all level. We're, we're all, all equal. created. Exactly. So it's like a I slice of it heaven. It's a slice yes. of heaven. Yes. I've never thought of that before. It's a it, great equalizer. It is. It's the, the Sabbath is the great equalizer of the human race. A
1: little bit like the cross. Like when we yeah. come to the cross, we're all equal. Look, exactly. The ground is level, they say. At the foot exactly of the right. cross, That's he loves exactly us right. all the same. That's powerful. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, absolutely. Really
2: and we're good. going to discover that the cross and the Sabbath go hand in hand. Mm. That these two are linked just like... The Sabbath and marriage and the family are linked at creation and they are also linked in the commandments. As we look, they are the two commandments that stand out. Mm -hmm. So these two institutions, the enemy wants to destroy and dismantle, marriage and the family and the Sabbath. Mm. And just busy, 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 you know, wanting to keep us really busy. And um, it's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. sorry,
1: Just thinking like why, I was thinking why those two is particularly, and I was just thinking because when God made us male and female, We are made in his image, Mm -hmm. together in his image to reflect, you know, God's character. That would be Satan hates the image of God and he wants to destroy the, the likeness of God in us. And then the Sabbath... Is a reminder that we were made in the image of God. So that's yeah, sorry, that's right. Yeah, my no. little epiphany on.
2: Yeah. No, that's powerful! <laughs> look, look, the, this subject, the Sabbath, really is inexhaustible. Just yeah. like yeah. every subject is inexhaustible, but especially the Sabbath. I mean, there are so many layers, um, and there are so many, so many different. It's like a aspects. diamond, you look it at is. it from different
1: angles, and something is. new stands out. We, we could
2: literally spend the rest of this year taking a look at the blessings and the joys and and the wonderful you know gifts of the Sabbath that God has given to the human race mm. it's there's just so much and we're going to look at only a few today but it's interesting we won't take the time to read um, all the scriptures but in in, um, in John 1 yep. in Colossians 1 and in Hebrews 1 the Bible tells us that God created the world through his Son Jesus Christ yes. Okay, you know God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit—we're all present there at creation. We know that from 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 Genesis, where the Spirit hovered over the waters, you know, in those very first verses. But we have Jesus Christ, who is our Creator. Mm -hmm. You know, we all all know that He's our Savior, so He's our Creator, and He is our Savior, and that is very, very powerful. Now, another point that I want to raise, and that is, um, I mentioned earlier that. That creation and redemption come together in the Sabbath. Mm. In Exodus 20, we have the fourth commandment there in connection with God as our creator. Remember the Sabbath day in connection with creation. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, where the Ten Commandments are repeated, there we have the Sabbath in connection with God redeeming his people, Mm -hmm. Israel, and by extension, you know, saving us ultimately from sin on the cross. So the Sabbath is not only a memorial of creation, but it's also a reminder of our redemption.
1: Amen.
2: As in Deuteronomy <laughs> chapter five. Yeah. And it's fascinating when Jesus died on the cross, what did he cry out? It is finished when Jesus Christ, when God through Jesus Christ ended his work. What did we read earlier in Genesis 1.31? It says he he finished his work. Mm -hmm. He ended his work. Jesus Christ rested after creating the world in six days on the seventh day with Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, after redeeming the world through his sacrifice on Friday afternoon, he rested in the grave on the Sabbath.
4: Powerful.
2: And arose on Sunday to continue his work of ministry.
1: And if God rested like and calls us to do the same, we should. You Absolutely. Know? I was just thinking as you were joining those two dots, thinking about the women who went to the tomb to embalm the body of Jesus. They didn't even embalm the body of Jesus, you know, with the with those um, spices and, right. and ointments they brought yes. for that purpose um, in the tomb. Because it was Sabbath, they decided the they would wait. The
2: Sabbath was drawing near. Yes, they
1: would wait to do what we might consider or might be tempted to think. Oh, that would be okay to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? I mean, this is this the... is God. You know, like that's fine. But they didn't do that no. out of respect and and appreciation for the Sabbath. Amazing.
2: It is quite amazing. So it's it's you just see these connection points. So Jesus is Christ, is our Redeemer. He is our creator. He is our rest. He is our all in all. And so we're going to be taking a look at, after this break, we're going to be taking a look at how Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Some of the things that the Sabbath reminds us of, some of the beautiful practical lessons.
1: Love it. Let's listen to Andrew Peterson as he sings a song on this subject, God Rested.
7: So they took his body down The man who said he was The resurrection and the life Was lifeless on the ground now The sky was red as blood Along the blade of night As the Sabbath fell him like a wound. The rich men and the women
4: they laid him in the tomb.
7: Six days shall you labor; the seventh is the Lord. And six he made the. But he rested on the seventh. God rested. He said that it was finished in the seventh day. He blessed it. God rested.
2: Make sure you tune in to The Breakfast Show to encounter God, play the queers, hear great music and noteworthy news. All that and much more every morning on Faith FM.
5: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are
2: you or someone you know doing it tough at the moment? Faith FM would like to invite you to the Manji Food Pantry, a community initiative to supply affordable food and clothing to those in need. The Manji Food Pantry runs on the second and fourth Thursday of the month between 10am and 12pm at Manjimup Seventh Day Adventist Church, 33 Highfield Street. Registration is required. So, for more information, call or text Ross on 0456 747 719. That's 0456 747 719.
8: And bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord. worship and bow down And kneel before the Lord, our Maker He is our God He is our God We are the people of His pasture He is our God He is our God worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord i
4: We are
1: at the finish line today for our final part of our Bible study. You're listening to Looking Up, as you probably picked up. (laughs) And uh, where are we going to right now? To orient our listeners where we were, we were talking about, you know, the Sabbath and the beauty of it.
2: That's right. The beauty, the blessings of the Sabbath, and how God has uh, given us this memorial of creation. Mm -hmm. And we also discovered um, a reminder of redemption because it's in the heart of the. The fourth commandment that is found there in Deuteronomy chapter five, where Moses at the end of his life recites, you know, the history of how God has led His people from 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 Egypt yes. all the way through to the borders of the Promised Land, you know, for decades. And so, we want to take a look now at um, some of the some of the blessings associated with the Sabbath, because Jesus. In Mark 2, 27 and 28, he said something very interesting. Do you want to read that scripture, what Jesus had to say?
1: He said the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath.
2: Now, let me ask you, Charissa, you know your scriptures really well. Was Jesus um, often put in a place where he was questioned about how he kept the Sabbath?
1: Funnily enough, he was.
2: (laughs) So the creator of the Sabbath um was was given a hard time when it came to his sabbath keeping.
1: He certainly was. In fact, I think it was over controversy over what he did on the sabbath that actually started the ball rolling with his enemies saying we need to kill this guy. That's
2: right. Because the Jews, they had you know, they had unfortunately gone to the other extreme. They one of the reasons why the Jewish nation as in as in you know the 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 Jews and and I guess, you know, the Israelites, you know, the ten tribes and and the southern tribes, the southern kingdom of Judah and Benjamin. One of the reasons why they went into captivity was due to their Sabbath desecration. They turned their backs on the Sabbath. So when the Jews came back from Babylon when they came back and rebuilt Jerusalem after that 70-year period that was prophesied by God through Jeremiah the prophet, they went to the other extreme and so they put together a whole bunch of other rules and regulations that were not found in Scripture of how you were to keep the Sabbath strictly. And so the Sabbath, instead of becoming a blessing, instead of being a blessing, became a burden. Yeah, There were 39 different Sabbath rules and regulations outside of the scriptures of what you could do, how far you could walk. We've
1: seen what this does during COVID. <laughs>
2: it's, exactly. like, it's
1: frustrating. The rules keep changing. Exactly. <laughs> like, can, can you remember what we were supposed to not do? <laughs> so no wonder they got frustrated with so, the Sabbath.
2: They did. So so the Sabbath, yeah, was no longer a delight, sadly, but but it was seen as a burden by many. Mm-hmm. You know, um, strict rules and regulations, do's and don'ts, rather than the principles and the blessings Of what God um, intended for the Sabbath. So Jesus comes to set the record straight and he shares this is what the Sabbath is for. And he went about healing and doing good on the Sabbath and so on and so forth. And maybe one day we can explore, you know, how we can make the most of our Sabbath experience. That would be a great Bible study, you know, how to keep the Sabbath holy, how to enjoy it and how to be blessed. But I do want to take a look at a few things that the Sabbath reminds me of. Some of these we've already looked at, a couple of them. Will be, you know, will be sort of new that we haven't really looked at thus far. Okay, we've talked about the Sabbath, Uh, reminds us, reminds me, or reminds us that Jesus is our creator. We've talked about that. That's right at the beginning.
1: And that changes everything. Knowing that you're created intentionally by a loving God changes everything. It does. It changes how you live, it changes how you think about the purpose of your life. It's such a good thing, <laughs> and that
2: leads me to the second. Oh yes, reason why I love the Sabbath, because it reminds me that Jesus wants to have an intimate relationship with me. And
4: he created that's me.
2: He created me for a relationship. Yeah. Like, why? Oh. Why did you get married to Justin for? Because he makes good breakfasts for you.
4: No. He drives the car
2: well. He's no. a good is a good driver. Yeah. <laughs> a good chauffeur. Point taken. <laughs> so we we get we 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 enjoy intimate relationships because we want to have a relationship with that person or persons.
1: I just thought of a Bible verse that completely says what you were just saying. Go for it. Revelation four eleven. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created.
2: There you go. Yeah. So that's a
1: relationship with
2: God. Relationship with God. So yes. the Sabbath is about relationships. Mm. And it's about building our relationship with God, building our relationship with one another. It's a day when we can go and visit people who are in need, people who are sick, people who are discouraged. Turn the TV off. Turn the TV off. Get off of all the news. Absolutely. Go Leave worship your emails. God. Go to church. Worship God. Ask praise Him. Creation. Encourage yep. him. Yeah. Him. Just, just it's. There's so many things you can do during our 24 hours. Yep. You know the Sabbath comes to an end, and you're like, ah, there's so much more I wanted to do. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but yeah, God's given us that that palace or that cathedral in time, as we shared earlier. And if you think
1: of the Sabbath without relationship, it's also a burden. Absolutely. Like it's a prison. It's Absolutely. a prison of time. Oh, just stuck. I can't do. I can't go to work. I can't mm. do this. I can't do that. Yeah. But if it's a time where it's sacred time, which you are longing to spend time with Jesus, it's like. The, what did you call it the the palace in time Palace
2: in time cathedral yeah, in time yeah Cathedral
1: in time yeah
2: Look it's just like marriage Imagine marriage was not built on relationship Imagine marriage was built on do's and don'ts I mean it would be it would be painful
4: mm-hmm.
1: and some people have And some that, people do have that
2: that kind of relationship and we're really sorry about that but that's not what marriage was about no. Marriage is about relationship first and foremost all those other things that we do together and things i do for you person you know whatever they're all they're all part of that that marriage relationship but the relationship is the very foundation Mm
4: -hmm. amen
2: we've discovered that that jesus is our savior the sabbath tells us that and the thing is we rest not only in connection with creation that god is our creator we remember he's our creator but we rest knowing that we rest from our works. There's nothing we can do to earn our salvation. Mm. We rest completely in the salvation that is freely offered to us by Jesus Christ, as Paul so beautifully said it in, you know, in Ephesians 2, mm-hmm. you know, um, 8, 9. He says, you know, for by grace you have been saved through faith that not of yourselves, lest anyone should boast. Mm. It is the gift of God.
1: I'm just going to take a really slight detour. It's on, to- it's on topic, but on Sabbath, uh, Robbie Bergen, mm-hmm. who I said before was running through Faith FM, but he's actually in charge of content. But he was talking about how when Jesus came, he was preaching the kingdom of God is near or well, the kingdom of God is at hand. And for us today, that doesn't mean much. Like, we don't know much about kingdom. We don't use the word kingdom. So he broke it down. And a kingdom has a king who is also the redeemer and the provider, who has a constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He has a people. kingdom has a people in it yes, and yes. Uh, a territory, obviously a place. And I was just thinking about this as you were talking, like the Sabbath is a day for God's kingdom mm-hmm. because it reminds us that God is our redeemer and provider,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: It's all he provides. He's the king. (laughs) I love that. Anyway, We are heading in that direction. It's all part of his constitution. It is.
2: It is. And yeah, the constitution is the Ten Commandments, as we've already looked at. And the Sabbath is right there in the heart. And as we'll discover, the Sabbath commandment is the only commandment that tells us who our creator is, why we should worship him. Mm. The other commandments, the other three commandments that deal with, you know, our relationship with God, just simply say, you know, don't have any other gods before me, don't make any graven yeah, images, I don't bow it. down, don't take the Lord's name. But, but who is this Lord? I who heard, is this God?
1: Exactly. I heard a really good sermon um, by somebody and they, they said that without the Sabbath commandment, the Ten Commandments is like a love letter from a secret admirer. You don't
2: exactly. know who it's from. Right. That is beautiful. I love that. Yes. That is so true.
1: Yeah. But so he puts for, his name on
2: it. Puts this name. is
1: who it's from. And as we'll
2: discover, that's the seal of God Yeah. at the end of time. That's for another study on another day when we look at the third angel's message. Um, uh, the Sabbath reminds me also that I belong to Jesus. You know, we've talked about that. I, I don't belong to my boss.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't belong to my government. I don't belong to any one of my family members or anyone. I ultimately belong to God. Mm. I'm purchased By the blood of Christ, I am created by my creator in the image of God and I am sustained by him. Every breath, every heartbeat comes from God. I ultimately belong to him.
1: And that means that the one who has the greatest authority over my life is God. Exactly. And what he says is that's what goes. Yeah.
2: There's an interesting scripture, if you want to read it, Ezekiel 20 verse 12. And then I'm just going to... Give a little illustration on that.
1: Oh, okay. I'm looking for it here.
2: Ezekiel 20, verse 12.
1: You might have to read it. Okay.
2: That Moreover, God says, I also gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between them and me that they might know that I'm the Lord who sanctifies them. Mm-hmm. So the Sabbath here is described as a sign between God and his people. Mm-hmm. And I think of the sign that, you know, husbands and wives give to one another on the wedding day. And that is that ring, that wedding ring. Why do they give that wedding ring to one another?
1: To signal to everybody.
2: That's right, that they're unavailable.
1: That's right.
2: That they've committed. Yeah. That they're in a, a, a relationship for life. And so the wedding ring is that outward sign between two people that they belong to one another. Mm-hmm. And so God says here in Ezekiel twenty verse 12 oh, my sabbaths i have given that they may be a sign an outward sign between you and me mm-hmm. forever that you belong to me and, it's and so, i'm your god i'm your yeah. creator i'm your savior i'm your i'm your sustainer
1: that says to me too that this sabbath commandment is going to it's going to affect our lives in beautiful ways mm. in wonderful way in good ways Amen. it's a sign that people will see That's right. that your love for god in in how you keep is Sabbath.
2: Absolutely. And that wedding ring, it's a blessing, isn't it? Yeah. If the relationship is good. You yeah. know, you've, you've heard the the three rings, haven't you? You know, the, the engagement <laughs> ring, the wedding, wedding ring. ring. And then the. Yeah. Uh, I suffering. didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we we I, I was about to say but I'm just, uh, uh, it, but I just said it. You said it. No, I kind of mumble. <laughs> and i pressed on. But no, look, um, yeah, so it's it's a beautiful thing. The Sabbath is a beautiful thing when it is experienced in relationship, just like anything, just like a meal. An average meal is a beautiful meal when it's experienced by two individuals who just absolutely love and adore one another. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking of how tasty the meal is. They're thinking of how tasty the relationship is, how enjoyable the relationship is. I think I need to remind Justin about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, have mercy, have mercy.
1: (laughs) Can I have a little more salt? (laughs) (laughs) A
2: couple couple more things here before we wrap up. Um, Yeah, the Sabbath, you know, reminds us of our allegiance to Jesus, you know, just like the Australian flag, Mm -hmm. you know, has red, white and blue. So too the Sabbath is embedded with God's rest, God's blessing and God's holiness. Those three elements just like the Aussie flag has the red, white and the blue.
1: I love it. It's because, yeah, a flag stands for something. It
2: does. You can't
1: it, change the flag. It
2: does. So You, so you each change every, what it stands for. Exactly. So as people wrap themselves in flags, you yeah. know what I mean? They'll, they'll, they'll wear a flag and whatever. You know, we're proud to be Australians. We wear the Australian flag. You know, we wear T-shirts and whatever else. So to each and every Sabbath day, we wear the blessings that come from Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of the Sabbath. We wear his blessing. We wear his holiness. We wear his rest. On this Sabbath day for twenty four hours, isn't that beautiful? It's
1: beautiful. That God even thought about it, I think, is amazing.
2: Absolutely, Jesus is my sustainer. We talked about that. You know, we don't have time to look at Exodus sixteen, but you know, for forty years, um, God sustained His people in the wilderness by providing manna for them, and it fell on every day except for the Sabbath day, and on the Sabbath day, it remained, it remained good, Um, and so they could enjoy it.
1: Well, we're going to wrap up with these final thoughts. Uh, There's so many good things that we could keep saying here, but we're going to listen to this beautiful song, As Surely As The Dawn, and then we will continue.
5: As surely as the dawn will come
1: Beautiful way indeed, to come to indeed, the end of this looking indeed. up uh, program. So quick, so quick. It did fly, but time flies when you're having fun. So,
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, Pastor Danny, what are some final thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners? Tonight? All
2: right, I just want to continue just this this journey briefly. The Sabbath we've looked at, you know, the the blessings of it. It really does uh, take us to that place where we will ultimately have eternal joy. And um, all the way from the beginning till the end of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, we have the Sabbath in Scripture, you know, where God at the beginning created. Um, the Sabbath at Mount Sinai, he once again reaffirmed that through the Ten Commandments. In his life, Jesus worshipped on it. In his death, Jesus observed it. The New Testament church continued to keep it. We haven't even looked at that. God's last day people will keep it. That talks about that Revelation 12, 17 and Revelation 14, 12, which we'll get to. The Sabbath will remain forever. And I love this scripture in Isaiah 66, 22 and 23, where it simply says that from one new moon to another, all flesh Mm-hmm. will gather before me, says the Lord. It's going to be know, in the kingdom. It's going to be in the kingdom. So on the new earth, we're going to continue to worship Jesus Christ as our creator and as a, as our saviour and as our sustainer. And so this is this message in God's final message of love to the world when that angel cries out, Worship him who made heaven and earth the sea and the springs of water. And I want to finish off with this scripture in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, this appeal from Jesus where he says, Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes. Rest, rest, which is what we so desperately need today. We need that rest. And the Sabbath is is really at the heart of having rest in Jesus Christ.
1: I love it. And that's a very restful way for us to finish. <laughs> and land the plane. It's for all of us. It's, it's the invitation all
2: for all from Jesus.
1: A very beautiful invitation. Mm. Well, um, on that note, would you like to close in prayer and then we can share what,
4: what's coming absolutely. next week? Absolutely.
2: absolutely, love to do that. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for all your blessings. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the blessings of the Sabbath. Wow, where mm-hmm. would we be without the Sabbath rest that we can have in Jesus? We thank you that it reminds us that he's our creator, he's our redeemer, and he's our moment-by-moment sustainer. And ultimately, he is He is coming back soon. We are so longing for that day when he will bring about eternal rest from sin, suffering and sorrow. And so, Father, we're longing for that day and we believe that day is not that far off and so Mm. we continue to look up because we know our redemption is drawing near. Bless each person, Lord, who has listened today or who will listen in the future. May we all give our hearts and lives to Jesus. May we all enter into his rest and prepare for the day when we'll be with him forevermore is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, thank you so much for leading us through that incredibly relevant and beautiful study of God's Word. Uh, what are we going to do next week?
2: Next week we are going to take a look at how to keep the Sabbath holy. Sounds good. So you're going to lead us in that and I'm looking forward to that.
1: It just, we just decided that right now. So. <laughs> we did. We
2: did. I think that'll be really helpful and practical to all of our listeners, how we can get the most That's out right. of our Sabbath.
1: How can we keep God's seventh day Sabbath? And so, yeah, you don't want to miss it. Join us again, same time, same place, this time next week. And a reminder too to share this with your friends. Indeed. Like- invite them to log on to the Faith FM website faithfm.com.au and uh, we actually saw somebody just yesterday we told them about Faith FM and they were excited so we downloaded the app with them on their phone wow. and who knows maybe she's listening right now
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. but
1: uh, yeah we just uh, so enjoy having your company every week and we pray God's continued blessings on all of you i think actually if you stay tuned right now we're going live to Adelaide for the drive time show. Mm-hmm. So
2: I've just had the election.
1: Oh, you must definitely so stay.
2: They might have a few things <laughs> to say regarding that. Yes, I'm
1: surely going to have some important things uh, to say on that show. So yes, may God bless you all. And before you leave us, remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith. Always looks up. Amen. And so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep looking to Jesus. God bless you all.
0: Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart
8: Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start.
0: With a prayer, all your cares, He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me.